0: This week on That's Enough Already, I get to chat to Ronnie Cheng. He is an absolute superstar. He's a very lovely man. Uh, do you say lovely? I reckon you could say lovely. He's a lovely man. He's got a Netflix special. He's got more specials coming on Netflix. He's just done a deal with Netflix. He's in a Marvel movie and... This is one of my favourites. He's going to be in a reboot of Doogie Houser. Now, if you didn't don't know, you didn't, weren't lucky enough to grow up in an era where Doogie Houser was part of your upbringing, you're going to get to relive that. So I'm stoked about that. And uh, we get to share a lot of frustration about the industry that we're both in uh, and what shits us about it. So here we go. Ronnie Chang, that's enough already. Shh, that's quite enough.
1: Just, Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. That's enough already Shut
0: up Oh shush Something weird happened today I, um, because I mean I've been sort of, you know Googling you for a bit But, uh, because it's kind of scary When you, in your mind Think, I know this person I don't need to look up any shit Um And then Today, this morning, I'm like, I should probably just look you up. You know, I'm going to Google you <laughs> and see see what comes up. And um, the weird thing is, because I watch all these food videos and stuff online, you know, yeah. um, like I'll pick a, a, a thing that I want to cook, like a chicken curry or whatever, and then I'll go yeah. on YouTube and I go, good chicken curry, and then I'll see what comes up. So anyway, I made this yeah. chicken curry a while ago, and then you were at the end of it? And I didn't realize ah. it's, your wife. it's your wife's channel, ah. but I had no idea. Oh, man,
1: you just organically found her channel? That's yeah. amazing. What were you looking yeah.
0: for? A good chicken curry.
1: Oh, great. How was it?
0: Yeah, really good. But I just had it like that. Like, no, no noodles, no rice. I was too lazy. I just went straight because there's a lot of potato in there.
1: Damn, you eating curry without rice? You are white. <laughs> How do you how do you eat curry without rice?
0: It's like a curry stew then.
1: It's like eating a sandwich without bread.
0: See, I'm not big on rice, or I like potato. Yeah. But I don't really eat a
1: lot of rice or anything like that. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm first of all I'm i amazed that it's uh it it's coming up in the search thing. That's cool because there's so much chicken curry out there. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that ours came up. It's it's not it's not like it's the super unique dish. I mean her version is amazing, but that's really cool that it's coming up in the search.
0: Yeah, it was just totally random. Usually I just go with the ingredients and so I never watched the full clip but yeah. I put the iPad on the microwave in the kitchen, and then I sort of stop it, you <laughs> know, and I go bit by bit. Sort of I see what I have or what I can replace shit with. But because that one was so easy, I'm like, I've got all of this stuff. And then it just kind of played while it was – and then at the end, we were the tasting. So <laughs> was,
1: this
0: guy looks super familiar.
1: <laughs> uh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, she's a really she's a really good cook, man. She started cooking and, like, she, she started, like uh, – sharing the recipes and I really like them. So I, I, I think other people would like them too, you know. You
0: you sort of accidentally become a bit of a foodie because you like to share the food that you have, you know, wherever you are, you're sort of just pumping the local stuff and going, This yeah. is yum, you should come try yeah. it. But now people are sort of following you for the food that you're sharing. And I think Yeah, it's
1: that's great. fine. I'm I'm down for that. And in fact I kinda gave up like when I was younger, I used to try to share my culture. And now that I'm older, it's like I don't I don't care if you try it or not anymore. I like it, you know. It used to yeah. be I used to be really forceful with like I think in Australia there's this idea that if you're not like a white person, you should be very welcoming with your food and try to yeah, you know, you gotta like beg people to try it, like, oh you guys I think you guys would really like this if you guys gave it a chance. And now I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck whether you like it or not. I really yeah. like this. And if you like it, then you can go look for it, you know. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I like sharing what I like, but I'm not very user-friendly about it. So I don't really yeah. name it anymore. You know what I mean? I don't name like, oh, this is what it is, this is what it is. I kind of yeah. gave up on that.
0: <laughs> see, I, I'm i not good at sharing. Like, I see your stuff and I see you're so good at sharing when you're, you know, or sort of pumping local shit or, you yeah. know, if you, if you like something, you're very good at sharing. Yeah. In my mind, I... I want to be that person that's very open and sharing and go, oh, my God, guys, you have to go try this. But quite frankly, I forget. Like, I think I'm just that mum brain at the moment. Like, even afterwards, I'll I'll say to someone, oh, my God, that was amazing. They go, do you have a photo? No. (laughs) I think think I've sort of missed that era of me sort of being tuned in. And I should take a photo and share it.
1: Well, that's also good. It's also good to not, you know, instinctively – Reach for your phone and phone and try to take a photo of it and share it. You know that's also a good. I think that's also a good thing.
0: I'm enjoying it in the moment, but see, I'm the opposite because because the South African cuisine, if you can yeah. call it that, it's meat. It's a lot of meat. But yeah. then I'm like, I want to share that with people. Like my grandmother was a chef. My auntie's a chef and my mother can't cook for shit.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: I went to boarding school and I loved the food and no one loves the food in boarding school. <laughs> and I was like, this is horseshit. My brother yeah. and sister and I are like, yeah, it's not black. Yeah. We'll have it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so same, I man. Still-
1: same. Oh, your mom can't cook? Uh, I mean, I, I grew up and I didn't think... I didn't think that, you know what I mean? Like, just like you, I grew up like, oh yeah, this is... Yeah, food's supposed to be like this. And then food is supposed to be like this. And then you slowly, like... I guess you get to meet more of the world and you're kind of like, oh, that's... (laughs) That wasn't the right way to do that. You're not
0: supposed to cook green beans for 48 minutes?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then you kind of like... Then I don't know if you ever had that moment where... You know, you learn that your mom's a bad cook. <laughs> when did you learn? Yeah. When it switches? When, when was that uh, the for you?
0: Oh no, I knew from when I had understanding of time and um, color that my mother was a terrible cook, and she will admit to it. She goes, she uses the smoke alarm as a you know, like a cooking <laughs> clock. Like if the smoke alarms go <laughs> off, it's dinner time. You know, <laughs>
1: right. I think my, my mom makes some stuff really nice, and obviously the home cook uh, vibe. Right, that's yeah. really nice yeah. as well. But then I think some of the stuff she just um, she just skims a bit too much on certain. Uh, for her, she considers it an extravagance. But now, now that I kind of know a little bit more about cooking, I realize like it's it's actually just basic stuff. Yeah. So, for example, she won't put like Chinese cooking wine. For her, Chinese cooking wine is like, oh my god, we try. We might as well throw caviar on this thing. <laughs> And then for like, now that we kind of know more about cooking is like, Oh, Chinese cooking wine is just, it's just, it's just fundamental Like you put it yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not a big deal, you know? So just stuff like that, I think was, is probably her biggest kind of Achilles heel is yeah. like, you can't get over maybe the cost of certain <laughs> fundamental yeah.
0: ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. See your mom's tight. My mom's lazy. People always go, "Hey, when you're my town, you should come round for a home cooked Mm -hmm. meal." And I'm like, "That sounds like the worst thing I can do with my time is go to a stranger's home." um, And they go, "You can crash in the, you know, we've." I'm like, "I don't want to crash. I want a nice hotel, and I I do want to eat home cooked, but with my people, not with strangers."
1: You, you seriously get that offer? I feel like I've gotten, I, I. Maybe I get that offer once, but it wasn't a real offer. In a like, and I and I'm like you, I would never take anyone up on an offer. Yeah. But I, I'm surprised that you actually get the offer. I don't get it anymore. I guess it must be a different oh. persona because people want you over for dinner. Nobody wants yeah. me over for dinner. Like they oh, don't want this guy. My. Yeah, they They're don't like want this nothing. guy roasting them and.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're too rough. See, I'm I'm super inclusive with my audience. They're like, "Shit, yeah. she's nice. We yeah. want to we want to feed this one." And yeah. like, oh my God, I'm too approachable. When people in the street come up, I always talk to them, talk to their grandma, whoever's there, and they go, "You're too approachable, and that's why people are over friendly." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I like that side of it, but I I just also think. Like, there's people that I love. Like, I love Betty White. I, it'll never cross my mind to send a message, go, hey, I see you're coming to Auckland. Uh, I've got a spare room. I mean, it's sort yeah, of like yeah. but you can have it. Uh, and then we'll have a feed. I'll have some yeah. mates over. And, yeah, and yeah. in my mind, you know, like, people, yeah. I, I should you not, I get about two or three offers like that a week.
1: Like, in some ways, it's actually super insulting because you're right, like, <laughs> Like, I would never ask Betty White that because I'm like, Betty White is killing it. She doesn't need yeah. to come over. Yeah. So the fact that you're asking me is like, you're implying like, what, What you think you can actually book me? Like, you can't book yeah. me for your dinner. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go for your dinner. <laughs>
0: yeah, You know, but it's like, in my mind, I just know because I go, we'll get some mates over. You love my friend, Karen, or you love, and I'm like. Yeah, I can imagine this thing just spiraling yeah. out of control. Now I'm the entertainment, it's yeah, like- yeah,
1: it's people don't get it. I think I, I, I and I, I mean, you know, God bless them. So Australia is very, you know, culturally very down to earth and friendly. So they don't yeah. like the celebrity culture. There's a little, a little different, right? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you can, she can come over to my house and we'll have a wine, and it'll yeah. be good. Like, right? why, why not? She seems nice on stage. I think people would like to know her. But like, yeah. no, man. I, I'm, I'm not that no. accessible.
0: <laughs> You're, a stranger. You're a stranger to me. I yeah, feel yeah. endangered now. I feel like I should get extra security now when I come yeah. to your town. You know, you say Australia is very friendly. It's very this. I do this thing, right, where it doesn't matter which country I'm in. I mean, same as you, lived everywhere, America, yeah. the UK, yeah. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. But this is my thing with Australia and New Zealand. And I call it tram to tally. Whatever I see on the tram, I expect to see that on my television. But you don't. You just don't. Like if you sit in the tram or the bus or whatever, you look around and you look at those people represented there. That's what I expect to see on my television. But you don't.
1: You nailed it. You nailed it. And it's, it's a problem. I mean, how much do you want me to get into this? cuz I will cuz I will nail these fuckers all day. You're absolutely right. Like I think we get caught in this we, we get caught in this kind of like trap of of diversity for the sake of diversity. Yeah. And then everyone kind of gets angry at that because the you know the implication is like it's not about being good anymore, it's about being diverse, which yeah. I resent, right? Because because the idea of storytelling is we want diversity for authenticity. Yeah. because it accurately reflects what we're seeing in society. So, as you said, yeah. if you go on the tram and you see society a certain way, and you go on TV and you never see <laughs> that on TV, no, there's yeah. a disconnect somewhere. It's
0: the yeah. widest place on earth. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I, I don't even go at it racially. I'm just saying from a as a professional storyteller because I think this helps the medicine go down a bit earlier, uh, easier. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying race, racial anything. It's not, uh, you know, I'm just saying that. The um, authenticity of storytelling requires you to have in your whatever medium of storytelling something that reflects what you see in society, and yeah. and I think Australia is really bad at that, and that's why there's a disconnect, and that's why, quite frankly, I don't know anyone of my friends who watches it, you know, because yeah. it's it's like what is this? We don't know. It's it's like a fake world, you know, yeah. and and that kind of flew. That flew really well for the last, I would say, what, thirty years, right? And in, in twenty twenty, it's it it it's actually feeling weird, you know, in a good way. It feels weird when you watch it and you're like, what, like, how come every Asian person is cooking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, <laughs> yeah. you know, I uh, is there, like the only way you can tell a, 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 a Asian person story on TV is cooking because that's the most relatable way, the most like non confrontational thing that Asian people can do. So. I'm with you. I mean, I think uh, uh, Australia skews is very old with its storytelling, yeah. right? For better or for worse, I think they, they like to tell the people in charge of that demographic and therefore the stories they approve are of that type. Um, I think America, for better or for worse, skews very young. So yeah. the, the flip side is that everything's very cutting edge, both in terms of the stories they tell and the way they tell it, the cinematography. Yeah. And then the downside in America is that you get aged out very quick, you know, like yeah. like legitimately talented people who are of a certain age don't get opportunities because, you know, it, so that's the flip side of, con, yeah. of you know, uh, uh, like being, skewing very young. Whereas in, in Australia, I think these the same old people, the same old people keep getting chances over and over again. I don't know if you know this, just going no, by, yeah. Just go by results. Don't even talk yeah. about subjective taste. Just go by objective television metrics. People, people, uh, TV execs in Australia just fail upwards. You can yeah. make a bunch of shit, and then the next thing you know, you're the head of the channel, and it's like, <laughs> oh, <that doesn't, laughs> you know, I love that helpful. file upwards. Yeah, they just fail upwards. Like, there's no competition or something. I don't know yeah. what's happening. Like, if if anyone ran a company like that, it would, you know, they it it wouldn't fly. But for some reason, these people, and and then they'll keep hiring their friends to make yeah. more more bullshit. It's just like constant cycle of. Uh, I'll be I'll I'll get into a position where I'm the decision maker at a TV network. I'll hire my friends as the producers to make the TV show. It'll eat shit, I'll eat shit, and then I'll get fired or I'll quit voluntarily. And then my friend will get hired into my position, and then he'll hire me to do the yeah. show. And we just like we just keep it's this club. Of like yeah. know, maybe twenty people. Just there's
0: like this this pool, and you know if they announce something, you go. There's literally five people that I can put money on that will fill that role, and you will always be right.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and people say this, and that's the other thing about talking about this in Australia, which is that if if I when, when people say stuff like this, like that you know there's too many the decision makers in charge are are, are bad. People either go. As a, as we are performers and creators, storytellers, right? They'll say that either it's because we're bitter that we didn't get yeah. opportunities, or why are we complaining? We got opportunities, right? Yeah. And so you can't ever identify problems, and because you get you, people think you're either you're either jealous or you're bitter. That's something you didn't yeah. didn't work out, and so there's actually very few people who are able to criticize Australian TV. I like to think I'm one of them. So every chance yeah. I get, I just criticize them because it's like if I don't do it, you know, for honestly, it's not even for me. Like I I can't even like I, I don't even want to work in that industry anymore, but I'm doing yeah. it for like my friends who are still in Australia who are trying to figure it out. You know, honestly, it's not about race. It's about young, talented Australians not being given a chance to make anything authentically, yeah. you know, because if you imagine the let's say everyone in the decision making process because I've made Australian TV. Right, so yeah. I, I've seen this. I'm, I'm not. This is. I'm not pulling this out my ass. If uh, the network exec, the the TV show producer, the director, the everyone in that decision making tree is of a certain demographic type, then yeah. it doesn't matter how much diversity you have underneath them in terms of the cast and the writers, because yeah. you can never express that authentically because it has to go through too many layers of people who don't necessarily get it. And yeah. I think that was the biggest thing I think in America and Australia was, in America, I found a lot of people who were empowered to make creative decisions that I think were more authentic, right? I mean, they weren't always, so, a lot of them were white people, but they, yeah. they were like empowered to like, okay, you know what? We're going to go for this. I, they were willing to take a step back and go, I don't understand this, but I I, I get what you guys are doing. They trust and- they trust you. Yeah, they trust you and they actually play a lot of defense for you. They try to yeah. defend against everyone who who doesn't get it, you know. They they yeah. but I think in Australia it's it's really not that, you know. It's really sad. I, I in Australia there's no one in a position to play defense because there's not a lot of money and so anyone who is making money is making such a small amount that they have to protect their own interests. They can't yeah. afford to play defense. They can't afford to go, you know, we'll fuck the network or we'll do what we want. They have to like be buddy buddy of the network.
0: The minute people get that super defensive over something, you you know there's some shit at your door that you need to fix. If if someone says something, and you go, oh that this doesn't apply to me, then you sort of have to approach it from a, oh this is none of my fucking business. Like yeah. oh, I'm just gonna on you know I I don't stop and and critique soccer boots because I don't play soccer it's got fuck all to do with me um so (laughs) these people that jump on a wagon I'm like why are you why are you sitting in this man's backyard when when this is nothing to do with you but I think yeah
1: yeah people come after you and I think the answer for me that approach was always like let results speak for itself you know yeah because I that's the only thing that can that can kind of like Prove what you're saying, you know. Yeah. And so for me, it was always in Australia. Like we, you were there, you know, you're still there. Like me and Nazim and Matt O'Kine. I can't were, talk too much shit about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like we were just we just toured. You know, we didn't wait for TV. Uh, there was no TV. I feel in some ways there is still no TV, but we were just touring. Like uh, Nazim, Matt, uh, me, Reese Nicholson, um, Nick Cody. Like we were just trying to make it work, right, and just show results and and in fact in a weird way us not getting tv we kind of made it work for us because it became like oh the only way you can see these guys is live because they're not on tv and then also because we we didn't really have any bosses we were able to kind of say whatever we wanted you know and speak as you just said speak to what is going on on the tram as opposed to you know not you know
0: what would be your favorite would it be live stand-up TV in any form, you know, from panel to contributor. Um, Acting or just sitting on your ring at home? Which one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, no, stand-up for me is the best, yeah. I can, and, and hilariously, like, stand-up is like, the because it's so hard, it's the easiest thing to not do. Once you you have money coming in from other sources, like stand-up is always the first to go, right? Like if you have, because it's hard, man, you have to like go up at night, like every night you have to try to get better at it. And then you have, if you get really good at it, guess what? You have to like travel every weekend. It's tough. You have to love it. You really have to love it. Like you have to love it beyond money and fame and all that stuff is good because it helps you do it you know fame as like a i i think of like fame and profile as a means to an end right as opposed to like an end to itself like it just helps you express yourself better because it 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 gives you a platform to express yourself in but like yeah you have to like you have to love it if you don't love it you can't do it you can't it's a it it makes no financial sense it's an insane job people are crazy you know you're putting yourself up live to like insanity
0: and the judgment on yourself but uh, same. I I love stand up hands down. It, it is my number one favorite. Because you've got a Netflix special out, Asian comedian yeah. takes or destroys America. How did did that go off? Like, did it change your world? Did you go holy shit? Or did it, was it just like a blip in the twenty twenty? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, i uh I I got I got lucky to be offered the special, and um by the time I got offered it, I kind of had my head screwed on straight. I, I kinda always like my approach to show business was always there's no one thing that's gonna blow you up. So I never expected kind of no matter what I did, whether it was just for laughs, whether it was uh having a sitcom or daily show, any I never expect like it to be the be all and end all. I always take it as like, oh, just another cool step in the process, yeah. you know, hopefully it'll help me get something else. So even with the Netflix thing, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like thinking like, this is it, you know, I, make or break. Um, I was able to kind of focus on, on taking my time and making sure I had something I was proud of. Uh, and also back to what we were saying before about empowering creators. When I was doing the Netflix special, it was like day and night compared to working with the ABC in Australia. It was like the the amount of creative, like um, deference, they gave to me though, like, hey, what's your vision for this? What do you want to do? You know, and you, I, I, I'm, I got a really great producer at All Things Comedy, Mike Bertolino, who he kind of, you know, we're on the same page, and he tried to execute on a vision. And you know, producers are supposed to be the people who uh, help you translate ideas into reality, right? Yeah. So they're supposed yeah. to be there to like understand where you're coming from and give you the options for executing, right? Yeah. To say like, like, hey we can do this, but it will cost all the money or we can do this. And there's a risk that this will happen. Or it's like, Oh, we cannot do it. And then we'll have more money and we'll, but if you want to do it, here's the right. They're supposed to like weigh it up for you, not like deter you or like tell you what Asian people are supposed to say or like, yeah. you know, become another headache in your, you know, so I was very lucky to work with like people who are like that. Right. And yeah. so when we did the special, it was like, it honestly for me felt like um, studying for a test uh, like doing a, a exam that you were fully prepared for. Cause I toured that thing for two years and, and I had a really strong vision in my head of how I wanted it to look and why I wanted it to look like that. You know, I, my visual theme for it was like American show business. I, I really wanted to show like, uh, I think Asian people want really, haven't really been shown as like live performers in American pop culture. So I really wanted to kind of like put a, put myself onto that kind of classic American show business stage, you know, so I had like, I had time to really think about what I was doing. And so when we executed it, it was like, oh, it felt really good. And then uh, I was lucky. I think it got, uh, it was, I think it was quite well received, you know, and I could tell just from like um, kind of social media numbers and um, some industry feedback and feedback from people I really respected, you know, so I felt like it moved the needle. Right. And yeah. I, so I was really happy with it. Um, but that goes back to what I was saying before about stand-up. It's like, if you're trying for fame and money, it's like, you're never going to be famous enough and you're never going to have enough money. So like, if that's your goal, if your measure is like, fuck, I make, you know, as much money as this guy or that guy. Then it's like, well, you're never going to have enough money, you know? So
0: no, uh, if you, if you can walk away from a special and go, oh, I really enjoyed that. I, I still look back and I'm proud of that. And I'm still, I still enjoy it. Yeah. and and even if you uh, i don't know if you watch your own special but i have watched i watched my special with my friends uh, and then i chuckle twice and i'm like ah, you know like
1: make yourself laugh yeah it's a good time
0: you know, like i i'm the same school of thought as you like if you expect one thing i always say i do the job or i do the gig and then afterwards i'm more about what happened how i can improve where i should have done better where i should have you know or where i could have or where i was happy or whatever yeah. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and there's money. I get money, yeah. but that's yeah. the last, the last thing that I think about in that. Yeah, the, yeah, like, and,
1: and sometimes, sometimes to our own detriment, sometimes to yeah. our own detriment because we get we get screwed on deals because we're like, I'm in mean, it for the creative, and then yeah. we get screwed on the freaking deal, and and yeah, and you know, it's happened to me. Before it happened to me in Australia, you know, like I just thinking, but, you know, that's where we come. From. We're just like self-expression and we're lucky to be in a position to make a living from it. And so our focus is kind of like self-expression and like making sure things are what we want it to say. Make sure we're saying the right thing, uh, especially, you know, women in comedy or like Asian people in comedy. Like it's important that it say exactly what we want it to say, good or bad, because, you know, it's that's the best way to represent is being authentic and not just like trying to represent for the sake of representing, you know?
0: Yeah, because that's a like, um it's sort of such a fine line. And because I'm part of the LGBTQI community and a woman in comedy, and I always feel like there's not pressure, but, you know, I have to make sure that I'm speaking for my community too. And as yeah. a migrant, same as you, and it's like, but then, so this is my thing, and I, uh, this just shits me when this comes yeah. up. When people go, and you see it in comment section a lot about PC gone mad. This is PC gone mad. Comedians uh. can't say what they want to say anymore. <laughs> and, and I'm like, to me, and you might have a different approach, but to me, it's like, it's not PC gone mad. It's just don't be a fuckwit. Like, uh. if, if you don't discriminate against anyone, I don't think it's PC gone mad. It's just not being a cunt.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I think this. PC gone mad phrase is, honestly, you only hear it from people who aren't professionals in the industry. Like, I think we're like, we're like freedom of speech PC professionals. Like, we yeah. deal with this every day. And if we're not complaining, I don't want to hear anyone else complaining about it. You know what I mean? Because I'm literally on the forefront of this. Yo, sometimes we get it wrong. Yeah, and that's that's part of the game. So I, I, I honestly think that this whole, like, cancel culture PC gone mad thing is... Is people who, not like who aren't professional public public figures, who, so they're not yeah. professional creators who express themselves publicly. They get some. They get some. Um, they get some backlash. Like they get some backlash, and then they start freaking out because they normal normal human beings are actually not used to dealing with backlash on the internet. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you're a normal everyday person who does, who's not in the business of expressing yourself professionally, getting backlash it like makes them, like they really don't know how to deal with it. They overreact. They overreact yeah. to backlash. And I mean, I used to do that, right? Because I used to be a bit more inexperienced. And I think the overreacting to backlash is really what we're talking about here. So when, when people yeah. are like, they say something like you said, they say something fucked. And then there's yeah. a backlash And then they go like Well you can't say any, Like they start freaking out And it's like Yeah no you can not say that There's going to be a backlash And then Either you take it And the consequences Which in your position Is like Because you're not You're not professional Self-expression You don't you don't work for yourself You work for someone else So the consequences yeah. are You get fired Or you, you commit a, a felony Like you molested someone Then that's that's not cancel culture That's freaking That's, that's a criminal. felony yeah, yeah, that's a criminal matter That's not cancel culture so, yeah. yeah, so that's You know, that's separate But I think in terms of You can't say anything It's like And that's something I had to learn too You say it And you take the backlash And you have to be Strong enough to take it You have to be strong enough To take it Because if you can't take it You get crushed And then you think The whole world is against you and then you start freaking out when really no yeah. one even knows or cares what the hell just happened. You no, know?
0: <laughs> the, the difference between having a bad or a good day online is two days, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right, yeah. the
1: same week I, on the daily show, because we do a show every you know, four days a week like literally, this literally happens. Like I can be dragged through the mud on a Monday for various issues, For like not even like conservatives coming after me. It could be progressive people coming after me. It could be comedy people. But like on a Monday, we I get dragged through the mud. And then on a Thursday, I literally get like posted as, oh, this is the clip of the week for something I said on Thursday. Like it literally happened on the same week, you know? And that's, that's why like you like i think being a professional like us we our job is to be able to take the backlash you know a bit better and it's hard you know it's hard i get emotional but yeah. i think the time for me the time which i get emotional about it gets less and less now i yeah. really have it down to like it used to be like weeks and then now it's like days and then now yeah. it's like hours and then now i got it down to like a minutes you know and I'm, I'm still trying to get it down you know but um, yeah. yeah, normal human beings can't deal with it.
0: Normal- I I always say, like in the beginning of my career, if I got shit from anyone online, I can remember their names. I remember their profile photos. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. now if I delete or block the tweet, literally twenty minutes later, I won't be able to tell you if it was male yeah, yeah. or female. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But you yeah. get you get frustrated by people, like you get angry by people online if. Anyone follows you on Twitter, you'll see there's some rage that pops up every now and again. And I mean, 2020 sort of brought out all the fuckwits in the world. It's like we got a pandemic, you know, there's a global pandemic. And it's almost like people it just sucked some people's brains right out of their assholes. Like they just got super stupid, super quickly. But real violence. It's like, you know, the, the IQ dropped considerably, but the vocals went up considerably. Yeah. And that it's got them real vocal. And I think my, my question here is, because now you, like, you get pissed off and you're super smart, but now you also started doing jujitsu. Do you think that's <laughs> safe? Because what if you meet one of these fuckwits in real life and then you Dude, want to fight?
1: No, I'm telling you, man, these fuckwits are not real. So you'll yeah. never meet them in real life you know, and okay, obviously I, I, I practice good, um, personal security. So I don't like broadcast my location, but yeah, dude, I I gotta say for all the years in, you know, in show business, I'm still very inexperienced in it. You know, I'm like 11 years in now, I think maybe 12 years in now this year, 12 years in my 12 years. So I'm still like a baby in stand up, you know, but like, I've never met anyone in person who wanted to throw down because I don't think these people are real. I think it's like, And this is something, this is part of dealing with it, is that like then people say shit and they don't even mean it themselves. So, you know, that's part of it is people just say shit, they don't mean it. So that's not real. Part of it is like they're, they're saying stuff to get a reaction, right? And so you have to know that and not react because they're literally trying to say something to just get you to respond to them because that's how they're trying to, they're trying to like connect with a public figure. That's their way of connecting, right? It's like, man, I can get Ursula to, I can get this woman who I just watched a clip of to respond to me. That's my power, you know? So understanding that is like, you you have to like really understand that and not react. and And it's not about being, Tougher, it's understanding like, that, oh, that's not even real. They're not even really. They don't even. You, you know, you you just said like, uh, this is the year of fuckwits. They might not even actually believe what they're saying. They're just saying that just to get you to respond. You know, so uh, basically ignoring all that. And like you said, you know, I'm doing jujitsu all the time. I've never met anyone who w- wanted to throw down. Because of a tweet I made. And by the way, it's funny you mentioned jujitsu because jujitsu is one of those things which is very, it leans very like conservative male. You know, all the jujitsu guys are these like, you know, gun loving, freedom loving dudes in the middle of America. So despite all that, whenever I go jujitsu, it's always super respectful. Like I'm always super respectful. No one even. Sometimes they recognize me, Sometimes, most of the time they don't, you know. So it, it, it's never been a problem.
0: Let me quickly ask you this. What is the one thing that other people do that shit you to absolute death?
1: Um, okay, it would be like my, my approach to, you know, the job is, like I said, I focus on self-expression. So I don't really focus on like my profile or whether people know me or not. Like, in fact, I'm very relieved when people don't know me, then we don't have to have a discussion about it. But I guess my pet peeve is like when I'm not making a big deal about something and then the other person is putting it down. You know what I mean? And it's like, like, dude, I I already don't think that, you know, this is the bee's knees, whatever project I'm involved or whatever I'm doing. So you, <laughs> you don't need to put it down. I already... I'm pretty level-headed with this, you know. So that's kind of like, a, you know, I don't want to talk about myself or show business or whatever's happening. Uh, so you don't need to, like, pry and then, like, crap on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I totally get that. I go to, the say, the coffee shop, and you you know when people recognize you, you. they There's a moment when your eyes meet or when you sort of look at each other and you, you realize that they know who you are. Yeah. But then also, you know, like, I'll order a coffee and this actually happened. I'll order a coffee and this one's real shitty to me. She's like, what? And I go, just a flat white to go, please. She goes, like that. I go, so are you all right? And she goes, "Uh, I don't even know who you are. And I'm like, oh, to write on the cup, I say to her, but I know what she means. And she goes, I don't watch comedy. And if I did, you're shit like that. I'm like, oh, she did that? Said that I go, I was just looking for a coffee. So
1: Yeah, that's that's kinda of in line with what I was saying then. That like yeah. I'm not making a big deal about it. you don't need to like you know but, but that's so crazy that someone will say that to you in real life. Where was it?
0: In Auckland, at a coffee shop, at a um Hollywood Hollywood bakery type scenario. That's so What's crazy. That? If there's one thing about you that that shits you, what is it?
1: One thing about me? Yeah, that you hate about yourself. Damn, what do I hate about myself? Um, I think I, I guess I hate that, man, we're going to get deep here. I probably hate, I probably hate that I can treat people I know well, worse than the people I just met. That's probably what, Yeah. because when I get too comfortable with people around me, you know, it, yeah. you can, you can kind of get a little, um, uh, relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people, you just meet you, you know, you're, you just met them, so you don't want to give off bad energy. So yeah. you know, it, it, that's probably the thing that I probably hate the most. I wish I could, yeah. if, I wish I could just treat everyone like shit. That way it would <laughs> be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, in my mind, I have to go because I can be quite sarcastic to people yeah, yeah. that I, you know, yeah. uh, if I say something that in my mind I go, well, that's a dumb fucking thing to say. Yeah. Um. So in my mind now, when I go into that zone, I have to say to myself. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. And and yeah. that is literally just re- repeating that to myself, which it sounds insane. You think, you know, you can just put a handbrake, but I can't. Like my default is just, I feel like if you know me well, you should know not to say stupid shit. Like I, I, I don't believe in that. There, there, there are no such thing as a dumb question. I think yeah. every question is stupid.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I get tons of dumb questions all the time all the time about everything, like how much money I make or who's the most famous person you ever met? You know, that's these are dumb questions. <laughs> these oh, are super dumb questions.
0: Scratch those out. out yeah. of. Yeah, no, what's it like being a woman in comedy? What's it like being a homosexual in comedy? What's it like? I don't know. I've never been straight or a dude. Sometimes,
1: yeah, sometimes it's weird. Sometimes to represent the community, sometimes you got to keep them at arm's length a bit.
0: Do you do that? Do you, like, because I never, even when I started, when I couldn't fill rooms or, you know, uh, Mm. I say, you know what I mean. Like when you're flying, I was like, I was just going to say that's never happened. But yeah. you know when you're flying and you're like, oh, I could go the gay route. I could go the South African yeah. route. I yeah. could go the fat woman, you know, tell all my overeaters, anonymous friends to come. But <laughs> I decided not to. I was like, no, I just want middle of the road, yeah. mom and mom to come. I want people to come because they think I'm funny. I don't care yeah, yeah. who you're yeah. sleeping with and what you eat. Where you from? I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. I want you to come because you go, this bitch is funny. I could listen to her for an hour. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. I think I think we all start that way because, you know, snap comedy is unforgiving. You have to be good. It doesn't matter what you are. You have to be good at it because you can't yeah. do it. So we all come from that. And I think we all started like it, there's definitely room. Obviously, there's room for people who want to play to the play to the gay community, want to yeah. play to the Asian community? Of course there is. Like, because there's there's tons of in-jokes in there that are great for people to laugh about. But if right. you're not that kind of comic, then sometimes it's like, you just want to make everybody or as many people laugh. People don't look like you, you know? Or, 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 and so sometimes it's like the people trying to put you in the box are the, are the people who... Um, sometimes that's the problem because you don't want to be in the box, you know? You're trying to do something bigger than a box so that yeah. people in that box actually can be proud of it, you know?
0: Yeah, but they do. They do get resentful. They're like, why don't you do that? Or why don't you do more for us? Or why don't you? I'm like, "Yeah, do do?
1: yeah.
0: It's a stage, not a soapbox, honey. 100%,
1: yeah,
0: 100%. Anyway, but thank you for chatting to me. On no That's problem. Enough.
1: I didn't even know, honestly, I didn't even know we started. That's enough already.
0: Shut up. Oh, shush.